Welcome everybody, once again, to the podcast that will sell you the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge, especially today, since we might have the first on-air coronary or fucking brain aneurysm in the history of online radio as myself and Mr. Get the Fuck Off My Lawn himself, the Shockmaster, are here to fucking scream about how fucking stupid the WWE is. And it's a shame on two fronts. One, that they managed to mangle this so much after such a strong Royal Rumble. And also for the fact that this show tries to be uh, fairly positive on a regular basis. We don't want to be the average the average dirt sheet uh, IWC whiners. But, but holy God fucking damn. <laughs> Shocky. I don't know. I is there just a way that we can just skip everything between the the, the network shows at this point? <laughs> Anything on free TV or not free TV, but cable TV is just bullshit. There's just like a like you can just do a dissertation on like the big. I just don't understand. I don't understand how how a company that is so big that is so well funded that has so many people working for it that nobody can like take a step back and look at the big picture and see like the show in totality like how in the same show like you should have just you know on one side of a paper and the other side of a paper on one side of the paper you should have people who at the end of the show will have been beaten or left lying and on the other side people who are not if everybody on the right side of that piece of paper are the people you have on top, maybe you should fucking rethink the structure of the fucking show. How in the same show did Charlotte, Kevin Owens, fucking both get beat clean, the tag team champions get beat clean, but they also left Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose laid out on the floor with their asses kicked. So even though they won, they still ended up being dead at the end of the show. <laughs> How do you do that all in one show? I, I, How do you I, sacrifice the fucking women's champion whose entire gimmick is being a dominant long-term champion who's a superior athlete to everybody else? Her whole fucking thing is that and Brie Bella fucking beat her. Clean. Not, well, not, clean-ish. Not Nick, I don't give not, a fuck. Not Nikki Bella. <laughs> Brie Bella. Brie Bella. The, the bad Bella. And when the you're word, the yeah, bad out Bella. Of the two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just. Yeah, there's just such a disconnect between the way that the pay per views are ran and the way the television show is ran. I, I, I don't get it. It's We're looking at it as a wrestling fan. And Vince, this is Vince's variety show. He doesn't give a shit about the way that stuff's booked. We're, we care more than he does. <laughs> it's just, it really it's clearly like at it, you know, evident here. It's just there. The pay-per-views are so good and the Raws are just so stupid. How is anybody? I, I like I said, I, I it's like, I feel, I feel like WWE creative just sits back and they're like, they fantasize about it. They're like, is there any way? That we can make the entire roster lose clean tonight. Like, is there? Can we possibly do it? <laughs> is there a way that we can make the entire roster look like complete shit tonight? Like, is that possible? 
maybe we can run an invasion angle where indie wrestlers come in and pin all of our fucking champions clean and piss in their fucking mouth while they're fucking at it. Gosh, man, like every is- single top protected heel that's made to look like somewhat of a star that should be taken seriously got fucking beat the other night. Yeah, this is just that byproduct from and, you know, I shit on the Attitude Era for giving us this, the Vince Russo mentality of wins and losses and titles don't matter. matter. Titles are props. Wins and losses don't matter. The wrestling fans are going to watch. We need to do whatever it is to bring in the outside audience. I don't know how having all your strong workers getting their ass beat every week <laughs> clean brings in new people to say, oh, man, that guy's a badass. I need to watch him go and get laid out tonight. To fucking Dolph Ziggler? To Dolph Ziggler? Like, really? Like, oh, if you want to get him a win and help him, you know, do something with him, which is, I know they're not, because it's fucking Dolph Ziggler, then have him beat somebody else, anybody else. Why would you have him beat Owens? Fucking clean. Like, what? And you and I talk privately. What are, your, what are we going to do with The Undertaker at WrestleMania? Yeah, Cena's not going to be ready. Is it, are they really going to go with Braun fucking Strowman? Kevin Owens is a perfect, perfect guy to go against The Undertaker, as but not as anymore. Yeah, because he's losing clean. I mean, I don't mind him losing to Ambrose because that was a bust-ass long feud. Bust-ass intercon- long feud and your Ambrose title your top over. guys. Hey, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but your IC you champion really, You got your over. guy. Like, this is, this is the guy right here we got going for the fucking Undertaker. At WrestleMania, The Undertaker at WrestleMania, and he's lost his all Dolph Ziggler eight fucking weeks before WrestleMania. Yeah, which to me means that they have no idea what they're doing with Mania right now. That's what makes it even more infuriating is like this. If you're ever going to take a break, like I'm sorry that I asked so much and I ask you guys to have like a long term fucking plan of, uh, you know, seven weeks away. I know that's asking a lot. Um, this is the time when you need to fucking just just for two months, just for two months, get away from your 50-50 bullshit, nothing means fucking anything, this is a weekly variety show fucking bullshit, and build some people up and build some matches. Like, there's only two months of the year where you absolutely have to fucking do this. And this is the time when they're fucking it up worse of all! Like, who is... <sighs> Brie you know, Bella beating Charlotte. What did that do for WrestleMania? It had jack shit, especially jack shit. when you have Sasha Banks coming out at the Rumble and you're you're elevating everything and you just go back to Brie Bella. What What's the fucking point of Brie Bella against well, Charlotte? I mean, I guess the only excuse would be that they're, that they're you know, Look, it's another Total Divas thing, but... Or they're just looking for something to do until maybe they're trying to keep... Charlotte and Sasha away from each other until Mania and giving Charlotte something to do at Fastlane besides Becky Lynch. I mean, that's, but, a, that's a perfect example that you just came up with. Okay. they Becky Lynch and Charlotte had this great match. Well, great. I liked it. There's some disagreement. Had this, this, this really decent feud built, right? Good match. Good promos. Good everything. Good heat. Solid stuff. Sasha Banks comes out at the end of it. Gets a huge pop. Everyone's fucking ready. Oh, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, this is going to be amazing. The title is way elevated. Has a great segment. Has some heat behind it. Okay, here we go. Charlotte's starting to really get over in that heel persona. And then... Brie Bella beats her. And we're back to 
the fucking Bellas, which was what was before all this shit even started. Just, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, I mean, this is, um, there's some people that we argue with that try to uh, defend the Bellas that they're not as bad as what we make them out to be. And maybe Nikki did improve, but Brie Bella, it, why? But that, that's just that mentality. I feel like they've been there for 27 fucking years. Yeah, and I, I, I get the whole thing that, well, it wasn't necessarily a clean victory because Flair was distracting and all that. It, shut up. It, it, you still had your champion lose to Brie Bella on free TV. And we, I guess the Bellas are face now again. Again? <laughs> like, they'll never be a face with me. No, well, no. The thing that... The only way, the only way that this will be in any way, shape, form, or fashion excusable is if this leads to Charlotte getting pissed at Ric Flair, disrespecting him, dumping him off at the curb so that everybody hates her even more. She moves off on her own, and then she squashes Brie Bella at Fastlane as a new and improved, out-on-her-own evil Charlotte. Yeah, the, it's the only fucking way that this is salvageable. Yeah, maybe not necessarily. I mean, I can I can see maybe tension starting with Flair. I, I don't know if they'll pull the trigger on splitting them already, but if it just shows Charlotte annihilating Brie Bella at Fastlane, I, I'm fine with that. Because what are they going to do with Charlotte at Fastlane? I guess I guess this is the seed that's been planted. I mean, there, there's nowhere else to go because you can't pull the trigger on Sasha and. Charlotte right now, unless you're going to do a triple or a... Uh, well, that's what I thought they were going to do. Way I thought Mania. They were, well, I don't know. No, I don't think they're going to be a fatal four-way because um, uh, other people who could be involved in this are going to be are going to be busy. I actually yeah. heard a very... So I think, you know, maybe it'll be a squash, Brie Bella uh, over getting squashed by Charlotte, and then we'll get a triple threat, possibly, at Mania, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks. I could see that happening. From there... I can see, and this is uh, something that got thrown out there on, a, on a, uh, another podcast I listened to, uh, The Writer's Room, MLW, and I've kind of put my stuff into it a, a little bit too. But I could see, you know, perhaps a scenario where we get our triple threat at WrestleMania, uh, Charlotte wins against, you know, whatever odds, or somehow, some way, she wins because there's three people involved. Um, her and Sasha Banks have a, fuck, a one-on-one match at the next pay-per-view. Sasha Banks wins. Sasha Banks retains and rematch. And then you bring up Bailey. Oh yes, from NXT, and you work, you weave them around each other until, hey, do you remember what building they had their great classic match in? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just so happens to be the same building that SummerSlam's going to be in this year. So wouldn't that be a fucking awesome, uh, an awesome completion of the circle, uh, with them weaving and continuing the feud on the main roster and ending up with the final chapter, Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the Divas title, hopefully is the women's title by then, at SummerSlam. Now, you can everybody can stop thinking about the Diva thing going away because Diva is a trademark licensing that makes the WWE money. Calling them Diva Divas champion, I guess because you can't trademark women. But you can tra- you can trademark the WWE Diva division, you know. Well, I wish that um, that's what we need to do. We need to go out there and find some fucking some feminazi fucking group to get mad about them using that term to refer to their female athletes. 
Well, and maybe they'll make it go away because the would, WWE is so about yeah, you know that's serving a, serving every master besides. That's a Vince McMahon thing because Vince McMahon doesn't realize all the negative connotation that goes along with diva to to us, but he sees it you know as the the Motown glorious diva singer of the 70s, you know, and a strong woman. Well, yeah, that's what a, he that's his context. He's a man in his, in his 70s. Yes. Which he thinks probably he, a large part of many of the fucking problems that we see. Yes. Yeah. On yeah well, program. yeah, well, you've got a, you've got a producer that hasn't done anything differently in almost 25 years. And you've got a 70 year old man trying to cater to 20 year olds. Speaking Not of gonna, what the fuck did this do for mania? Um, kind of the same deal with the with the Owen Ziggler thing. Uh, we saw a little bit of on SmackDown after Owens <laughs> lost again. <laughs> um, but then after the match, he flipped out and beat yeah. the shit out of everybody. Yeah, the, the, so, the throwing Callisto into Dolph. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a fantastic spot. Using the United States champion as a weapon. Um, if if they can if he can turn that around and become, you know, like a new and improved like Uber violent aggressive kevin owens that's just shitting on everybody because he can i suppose that's fine but why did he need to take two clean losses i don't get for that to happen when he just fucking lost at royal rumble like he could have done that anyway he could have done that anyways like i don't see why it was necessary to knock him down two more pegs i don't i don't see why it's necessary so often for them to take two steps back to take one step forward yeah, and I, I know Dolph is a, a smart darling, but well, what does beating Dolph Ziggler at Fastlane do for Kevin Owens? Not a single fucking thing. Yeah, so how, <laughs> you know, when he goes into his Mania match, be it against whoever, how am I supposed to get excited because he beat Dolph Ziggler? Unless, like we said with the, the Brie Bella Charlotte thing, unless he just he just kills him and it's a character, it's a win as, as well as a character development moment. Um... Other than that, yeah, I, I think I'm hoping too much for. I know it won't happen. Zayn versus Owens at Mania, but <laughs> not this year yeah, anyway. Well, but, no, because uh, well, I know what's going on the night or two nights before. So yeah, take over Dallas. Um, I keep on going back and forth on whether we should discuss what's what's developing down there with that, or if because I figure anybody who listens to this show isn't going to be getting spoiled by. If you have managed to find this show, you probably already know the stuff we would talk about as far as NXT TakeOver Dallas stuff. Um, and while we're here, we'll sprinkle in a little bit of positivity and uh, and uh, just say, okay, if you do not want to be spoiled, well, I better ask first. Uh, Mr. Shockey, sir, do you do you know what's, what's set so far for TakeOver Dallas? Thus far, yes. Okay, cool, so I'm not spoiling you. No. You do not want to be spoiled on TakeOver Dallas. We're at the 15-minute mark of the podcast. Go ahead and fast forward past this a ways because we're about to talk about it. Okay, TakeOver Dallas so far from the spoilers is going to be uh, Finn Balor against Samoa Joe again, which is intriguing. Um, We'll go with that one first. Samoa Joe, Finn Balor had a fucking awesome match um, at TakeOver London. It's going to be a a proper crazy match too, I'm sure, with with what's going to be an extremely hot crowd. Big time show, probably the biggest show in NXT history coming up uh, on that day. So, do you think? What do you think of the match? And do you think that that maybe this is going to be uh, Balor's swan song? 
See, I don't know. That's first of all, Samoa Joe. What a renaissance oh, that he's God, having! Right so now. fucking good as a heel, man. Yeah, K, K, KB touched on it in your last podcast. This is why TNA. I know we're supposed to be being positive right now, but this is why TNA is so fucking stupid that you have this big, overweight, badass submission machine, and you just have him getting. Put in a van and kidnapped. <laughs> just and stupid. You have shit. him come back as a superhero good guy, and Okada, one of the biggest fucking international stars in the world, is his fucking Green Hornet sidekick. <laughs> Samoa Joe is best at beating the shit out of small guys, and he has just had a great year, and especially the last couple months since he's gone full on heel. Um, I'm torn because. Obviously, the loser is going to go up to the main roster. But I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on Balor yet. I, I could see Joe going up because Joe's got some more age than Balor. You know, Balor's not a young man. Yeah, true. true. But um, I almost see Joe going up to the main roster right now before Balor. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could agree with that. I could see Balor retaining and then continuing to be because I don't think that they feel confident that they found anybody who can can replace Balor as the main draw of NXT. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of thinking Cruz maybe, but well, with um, Shinsuke coming in, that that could help. But I still don't know if they think he's going to be the the face of a franchise. That's the thing. I think he could be and will be, but I don't know if they think he could be and will be. You know what I mean? Like, I think once he gets there and and everything gets going, if they let uh, Shinsuke be Shinsuke, then I think that's not going to be a problem at all. I think he'll be the number one draw for that company, that that brand, easily. Yeah. But I don't think I don't know if they have that amount of confidence in him just yet. I feel like the people down at NXT would probably have that amount of confidence with him, but I don't know if the upper levels of I'd yeah, be surprised if the upper levels of WWE even fucking knew who he was. <laughs> it's it's hard right now to kind of think of what because we're assuming NXT is going to lose a lot of guys tonight after Mania. But it's which of those guys are actually going to get cut up, called up. I I think we're safe to assume Zayn's going up. Yeah, I would safely say we'll touch on the other match here, but Bailey will be going up, and then the the loser of Balor Joe because they what else would they have to do at that point? It's a nice clean break. That's true. Yeah, for them to go up. What else would they really do? Um, You do have something built in with Cruz where he can either continue his feud with Balor. Or he could feud with Joe, and that would be a good fit. But yeah, Balor versus jo- or Balor, excuse me, Joe versus Cruz would be pretty fucking awesome, and something yeah. I don't think we've seen yet. But uh, I think I think Cruz could is Triple H's guy that I think he wants to make the next face of NXT. You know who else might come up? Well, I don't know if he'll come up on the night after Mania. I think uh, Baron Corbin will be going up sooner rather than later. Yeah, because he's kind of on Job Squad. You know, he's kind of the big guy that just. Puts puts the new guy. Well, in a way, kind of, because he beat he beat Cruz in a in a major showdown match at the last takeover. Um, Has looked plenty dominant. So that's another guy who's like it's it's really sort of where else does he have to go? Right. You know, because they're not put for whatever reason they're not putting him anywhere near the title. You you at least think he would be a good good one off match for the champion at, at a takeover, but. Maybe they don't feel that strongly in them. 
You know what's awesome? I love how we just like we started off like this was going to be just a giant shit on WWE fucking podcast, and we're like, you know what? Fuck it. NXT is awesome. Let's yeah. go with this. <laughs> I'm already done with this. No, but um, I, just the, the network. The, whoever's running the network is just and the network shows is just doing a fantastic job catering to us, and then you have the Vince McMahon variety show that nobody gives a shit about. Less and less people appear to give a shit about yes. it uh, all, all the time. Um, so they deliberately – well, we're, we're hopping all over the place. <laughs> NXT, Dover, NXT TakeOver Dallas, um, like you said, another thing that's uh, been been presented as happening. And I guess, unfortunately, this is going to spoil next week's Orlando taping, some of it. But um, – and it's going to be very interesting how they do this, how they present this, how they package this. Bailey against Asuka. Ooh. At TakeOver. I don't... That's a... It's a weird mix. I don't really know how they can keep Asuka all the way face. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Because she's already... a fucking killing machine, and she's going against Bailey, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so... yeah, I think, you, because you've already got a face-versus-face match on the card that you, you slowly have to turn Asuka heel. Maybe not full-on heel, but definitely tweener with heelish tendencies. She kind of already is. Yeah, and you got to kind of emphasize it a little more, because yeah. you, you, you've got Bailey. Like, <laughs> how can she not... Be the ultimate underdog against fucking killer assassin ninja fucking Asuka. Like, there's... I don't know how you can spin it. Like, no matter what they do, that's what it's going to be. So... Yeah, is there any doubt the outcome of that match? Uh, I would say, well, that's the, the beauty of wrestling. Well, yeah, that's the beauty of wrestling. I was about to say, well, at least down in NXT, but I don't know if I would even fucking call what, what's on the main roster shows wrestling anymore. But... That's the beauty of wrestling. Yeah, there's there is really no doubt until there is doubt. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I, what I else? Know. I mean, I I know both of us think it's the next logical progression to have Bailey go up and, um, you know, run programs with Charlotte and Sasha Banks. But if you look at it, who else do they really have down in NXT? And what was you know what's it, which is a division that they're known for? Yeah, that's true. Not a whole <laughs> lot because I'm telling you what that Emma Carmella match the other night was was right out of the fucking Bella playbook. I mean, it wasn't nothing to write home about. <laughs> right. It was it was your typical fucking, you know, your typical Stacey Keebler, Ashley Massaro match. Um, wasn't really impressive. So, yeah, but what else is like we, we kind of talked about with the championship match, what, what's left for Bailey? To continue carrying that brand on her back, man. Yeah, there's got to be. If you I mean, remember, I'm... if you remember the old days, the old school. I mean, you could. What's left for Hulk Hogan? Well, to keep being the champion and being awesome. You yeah, know? it's true. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I'm for sure. I'm just very interested to see how exactly they go about uh, putting that together. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, it's, I, I can't see it being. Straight face versus face. Yeah, Oscar's definitely going to have to turn heel or, you know, look to be. Well, she's going to be heel no matter what. Even right. if she's yeah. still the exact that, same character, she's going to be heel because yeah, she's that, gonna be that crowd's ninja going to be kicking the fuck out of Bailey. <laughs> yeah, that crowd's going to go after her. Um, 
Speaking of our other face versus face, which is so just, I can't even imagine what this is going to be like. It's been announced. It's out there. That Sami Zayn, in what will likely be his swan song in NXT at TakeOver Dallas, will be going against Shinsuke Nakamura in his fucking debut. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess they'll keep it straight face. For, I mean, that's just going to be a... Uh, I would probably bet every dime that I have that that match is going to start off with a, this, with a This Is Awesome chant at the fucking bell. They might do This Is Awesome chant during the fucking entrances because... I mean, I think it's going to be made, kept straight, pure, babyface, babyface, uh, fanboy servicing. We know that this is the Smart brand, NXT Dallas. You know, with the WrestleMania, with the WrestleMania crowd in in town, is going to be the ultimate Smart crowd. Um, so they're just going to throw this out there, <laughs> favorite versus favorite, and just let them fucking go crazy. Yeah, when, when you look at the total card. How the hell do you break this up to give that crowd a break? I know that crowd is going to be freaking Yeah, that crowd nuts. ain't going to need a break. <laughs> that crowd is not going to need a break. I, you look at this card, and it is just fanboy service. <laughs> I All feel day, bad. Yeah, I feel bad for whoever is going to go on last, which is likely B- Balor and Joe, because that's going to be an awesome match. But you bet <laughs> you got to bring something extra to the table, because... That that Nakamura Zane match, that crowd is gonna go fucking. You got to put that first, but you you almost can't put it first because it's almost too big of a match to go first. Well, I think since it's a debut, it'll be one of the main attractions of the show. I think I think it can be go. I can think it can go first. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it would be. Yeah, I think that that'll probably be that'll probably open the show. Is that match right there? Um, because it's you know the the new beginning, the fresh beginning for Nakamura finally arriving. There'll be a ton of buzz about him coming in, so that'll be uh, that. Yeah, I think that that'll open. Um, hopefully they split it up like with that the open, Oscar Bailey in the middle, Joe Baller last. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. But we've got another fucking nutbuster. <laughs> yeah, with. <laughs> Wow, see, this one's hard to call too because what really do you do here? Fucking American Alpha finally getting their tag title shot against the Mechanics. Um, how much longer do you keep American Alpha down there? They're ready. They're so ready. Think about the matches they could put on with the New Day. Oh my God. Yeah, I I think they're ready, but I think well I don't know. This is the whole Enzo and Cass thing. You you would assume that they would have had their run, but they're still in XT, and nothing happened after Brooklyn that would make you think uh, you know why didn't they use them in NXT Brooklyn the way they should have? And, and nothing. At all. It's weird. It's weird with American Alpha because I I'm I'm with you. I think they can go up, but I, you know I I think that they can still move Enzo and Cass up. And keep American Alpha on the NXT roster. I mean, roster. they might be able to move both of them up. Yeah. It ain't like the browsing three hours or anything like that. Yeah. But I mean, even Blake and Murphy, I mean, could could possibly go up. I mean, the tag team division could use... A big, big... Big fucking infusion. Well, the rest in peace, Ascension. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Speaking of which, um, you know, infusions and tag teams, I mean, why not... <sighs> 
I, it, it sounds like it's impossible, but I just don't know why. Like, why wouldn't you just, okay, you bring Enzo and Cass and our American Alpha to the main roster, and then you put the Ascension back down in fucking NXT, where they're super fucking over, and they do fucking awesome, and the crowd fucking loves them and eats it up. Like That's what they need. They, they desperately need to get back to NXT, because that team is too good to be shit on the way that the main roster is shit on them. And it's just, what good are they doing you now? It's just wasteful. You know what I mean? Like, what? Okay. Oh, well, that's a demotion. They're going back to NXT when it's really not anymore. But yeah, they're, even, they're, they're a draw. But they're what, a draw. Are they do, what are they doing now? What are they doing now? What In what way are they helping the company right fucking now? Not it, at all. It's like we were talking about last year before Cesaro kind of got his feet underneath him on the main roster. But, you know, you could have put Cesaro back in NXT and that man could have been the face of that that brand could have been the champion fuck yeah yeah fuck and yes same with ascension ascension is a draw to the nxt crowd yeah fuck put them down there down there yeah put them back down there because they don't deserve what's going on to them right now the last but certainly not least uh interesting pairing which i guess we'll have to watch how it develops over the next few weeks um is going to be uh, I almost said Austin Aries. Austin Aries, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another thing we reported on this fucking show that people try to doubt. But um, anyways, uh, the drifter, Elias Sampson against um, Apollo Crews is on the docket for t- yeah. Dallas. Um, in, I don't, uh, that's, that's, that's really interesting to me. Yeah, that, that's, that's another one of those ones that, it's got me uh, fairly excited to see what what Samson's going to be able to do with Cruz in the ring. I had, he's a nice, big, crazy looking dude. <laughs> well, that was I, that's what makes me think. I, I just I'm just curious about where they draw um, the issue from. Is it going to be a little bit of uh, development for Samson, where he, you know, doesn't appreciate how uh, happy and thankful and whatever Cruz is and you know, does that whole wounded soul thing or like, how does that work? Or does this begin to give Cruz an edge because Samson, maybe Samson beats him. I got to I got to think he has a pretty good chance of beating him because he just started the character and they just started the push. Yeah. So that. maybe Samson beats him and Cruz starts to get an edge about him and begins to turn heel. Maybe, um, which th- that works into our theory. If you keep Balor in NXT. Yeah. Him and him and a, and a, and a heel Cruz because, Cruz has come up short against Balor twice. He came up short against Corbin. If he comes up short against Samson, I could really genuinely see, especially from that little bullying promo that he cut against Tyler Breeze a few months back, I could really see Cruz being not on the same level, but I could really see him being like kind of like The Rock or MVP. Yeah, where he's yeah. this, where he's this superior athlete, and he came in so thankful and gracious and happy, and then he just, it just didn't, it didn't work out for him. It didn't serve him. He didn't get anywhere being like that. So now, fuck everybody. You know what I mean? And I could really see that happening. The only, the only problem with that is that I mean, he's got some really good moves, and then you would have to really kind of tone him back with his well, athleticism. You could, but you could, you know. um, just you could 
You could show it being a way of like, uh, like he's showing off, like he's so athletically superior that he can do this these crazy moves. Yeah, but you, you know? got, I mean, you got to be careful though with that the, that crowd because. I mean, you, you and I, especially you, you're you're so you're more fit than I am. But we appreciate athleticism. Yeah. So it, it's hard when you see a guy doing an awesome power move to like, man, what a shithead. <laughs> it's like, oh man. That well, he guy. can, you know, unless he gloats about it first and does right. it, and then gloats about it after. Right. There's... And what would be? <laughs> see, this is me thinking too much. Well, think thinking way more in depthly than anybody who's booking this stuff nowadays would. <laughs> but. To me, it would be fun for it to be kind of like a like a like an inside joke, like kind of a commentary on how re- ridiculous wrestling has gotten, where he's doing all these fucking crazy moves and he doesn't even need to, and it <laughs> ends up and it ends up fucking him over sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I think that would be fucking hilarious for it to be a little social commentary on the state of professional wrestling. That you know, in situations where he could just kick somebody, he's like, "Oh, let me do a backflip off the ropes." You know what I'm saying? Like that would be funny. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, that's how the people's elbow it just started yeah, off as a yeah. stupid. You know, overly confident elbow drop, and it, and it worked as, for the cocky rock heel character, and then it did. I mean, it became almost the most over move ever. And I think that's what you could get probably with because he has it all. He has charisma. He looks fucking great. Oh yeah. He um, yeah. um got a great you know great move set. Um, safe worker, from what I can tell. What would be good is that's another reason why he reminds me of the Rock. People just didn't take to him. They didn't like it. And there was no reason not to great looking kid, cool moveset, blue chip athlete, uh, you know, had it all, but they just rejected him. And it kind of is feeling that way with Apollo Cruz. So rock turned into a character, you know, went heel, did all that stuff. And then ended up becoming one of the most over superstars of all time. I could see a same, a similar evolution with Apollo Cruz happening. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, that, I, I can definitely see that mindset and the way that you're laying it out. That, you know, he, he's so good athletically, why not use it as a superiority complex? And then he would be, I mean, they're looking for the next face of the of the brand. A fucking superiority complex heel Apollo Crews? Oh, yeah, that guy could, that guy could, could headline wherever they went and wanted to go. With that character, because that character would be pretty over in one way or another, you know, a lot like, um, you know, Kevin Owens was. He was a heel, but he was the face of the brand and got a mix of cheers and boos. Yeah, totally different heel. I mean, that that was the big bully heel. Mm-hmm. So, but it still worked. But those are your two, you know, those are your two. It comes down to very basic concepts. Yeah, your school, the, your schoolyard concepts. Yeah. Your, there's your big bully, Kevin Owens, who's a, uh, you know fat kid who gets fucking cigarettes for christmas and then <laughs> over here is apollo cruz your fucking air jordan wearing uh you know jock of the high school that think he's fucking better than everybody and then your monster and, and then your fucking monster who smells like cats yeah <laughs> absolutely um so it's all schoolyard archetypes and that's that would be a great one for for cruz agree um so we think alpha might go up we think Enzo and Cass might go up. Oh, that's what we were gonna say too. I don't, I don't know if you're trying. You were about to mention it, but like, think about that too. If we had a, if we had a heel Cruz champion and him and Nakamura have a showdown later, oh, how oh God, bitching would that match be? You know what I mean? Like, that'd be that'd be really really great to me. 
<sighs> I, yeah, I almost wonder how long they keep Nakamura down in NXT too, like because that's what we were discussing with Finn and Joe. You've got some age to these guys, and then even to uh, a double. You know, yeah, there yeah. there is a shelf life, and yes, you want to build up the NXT brand, but that main roster is depleted. Well, I, I mean, at this point, it almost seems like the main roster can fucking throw anything out there, and they're about to do the same fucking numbers and still make money hand over fist. So that's true. Well, yeah. On the other hand, NXT, I don't think the quarterlies have been. I, I'd be, I'll be very interested to see the next uh, NXT like conference call that that Triple H always handles, and see if they're turning a profit yet. Because that's the goal this year. The main roster uh, practically seems like it's gonna fucking turn turn a profit no matter what they do so why not keep these guys down in NXT as a draw for a little while just trying to make money i hope so because i don't like seeing them going up and floundering yeah and that that's it too i mean is he gonna go up and and do a bunch of fucking nothing speaking of uh people not doing a bunch of fucking nothing how do you how do you like uh the way they're going with aj styles so far it it, they're i think it's got a very daniel bryan feel and burn to it absolutely um i still i don't like that they're not letting him talk and i think that that's more along the line of that whole vince mcmahon kevin dunn i don't want no southern draw wrestling guy in there even though their biggest draw in history was a hick from texas yes yeah that's fucking smart to keep you know keep keep holding that against him yeah and that's what's funny is it's yet another thing they fucked up on raw was I saw he was going to be on Miz TV, and I'm like, well, I'm pissed that he's not going to get the wrestle, but at least he's going to be able to get some mic time. And they fucking managed. That's what it was like. Yeah. That's what it was like on Monday. Like, it took 30 seconds to figure out how that promo was going to go. Like, they managed to take the worst case scenario and, like, do worse on everything. Like, I, it was incredible. I'm like, they have to be doing this on fucking purpose just to see. Like, I was like, well, at least AJ Styles is going to get a little bit of mic time since he didn't get to have it last week. He gets on Miz TV, and fucking Miz does not let him talk. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not a big SmackDown watcher, but I did see that, you know, he got Miz to tap. And yeah, nice to little the, short to program. The calf crusher. Uh, yeah, which is cool, and, um, you know, I like that, but, uh, you know, this is, this is WWE. You need to give people mic time. There's no... Yeah, it, I, I said that's, that's all on the two that we know it's on. It's... I, <laughs> With just the wasting of time, like was did it, did did anybody get helped or serviced by that fucking that Big Show Wyatt's thing? Yeah. Are we just done with Big Show? Did anybody get help? Okay, so they used a segment on that, but you couldn't have had AJ Styles versus Neville, right? Get Neville on the show, let AJ Styles work, fucking. They probably would have had a badass match that would have been really memorable and helped get both guys get more of a... Speaking of people who fucking aren't doing anything and aren't helping the company at all, who are just wasting away, Neville hasn't been on the show in fucking weeks. Yeah, but I, I guess... I, I It's the whole thing. We know or we suspect Bray versus Brock. I guess they're just going to have the Wyatts decimate all the monsters. All the monsters, yeah. So, you know, so on the road to Mania, it makes Lesnar... Not that Lesnar needs to look any more incredible. Well, it's a good thing that Bray Wyatt was there to aid in that beatdown, because... I get what you're saying, and I 
do not, you know, mean to intend at all that to imply, I mean, at all that Wyatt should have been there. I understand they had a family situation and he had to go back and be with uh, his, his grandfather who was very ill. Um, like I understand and, and that's fine, but if that's the situation, then fucking scrap the fucking segment. Yeah, but um, if you're trying to push Bray to be a fucking monster to go against Brock and you don't got a spot on the show for AJ Styles and Neville to have a fucking amazing match where I would have gotten a lot of people's attentions, then just scrap the fucking segment. Like, yeah, postpone it. It's not like we don't have seven more weeks of TV time to fill. I'm not going to forget who Bray Wyatt is and I'm not going to forget who fucking Big Show is. So... Yeah, wouldn't you think that Lesnar might have had something to do with the Wyatts on Monday night, <laughs> considering what happened at the Royal Rumble? Or do you think Lesnar just compartmentalizes things? And he must. On? He must be doing a lot of compartmentalization. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, at least we got to talk a little bit of NXT. Yeah. And I'm going to close this out by mentioning that right before we got on here. I was watching a Monday Night Raw from 1999 that was in a quite clearly and abundantly sold-out Toronto Skydome. That's the the gauntlet match, right? Yep, yep, yep. That's that's what was about to happen. I was about three-quarters of the way through the show. In 1999, they sold out the Skydome for Raw. And that was a Saturday night taping, I think. Can you foresee a Raw selling out the Sky Dome right now? No. No. Hell, Nitro, on a week's notice, almost sold out the Georgia Dome. Yep. I mean, they, I think they said 40000 mm-hmm. you know. that. I mean, outside of a Raw attached to a major pay-per-view, no. I think they could sell a big amount of seats to the post-Raw Manias. But when, yeah, you throw, true. True. when you throw that out, though, because I think they were talking a couple of years ago of potentially trying to, to run the Superdome as the night after Mania, but they ended up not pulling the trigger on it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I've always thought that they could do something something different with at least the lower bowl. Yeah, the after the after Raw main. Well, what I've always thought is they should, in the DVD pack, which I don't even know. Do they even do those anymore? Uh, I don't know. I, in the DVD pack, special edition or whatever, WrestleMania should come with the Hall of Fame the night before and then the Raw the night after. Yeah, just do the whole weekend. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. But, uh, yeah, tough times. I really hope that these things begin to develop and uh, look a little better coming up on this week. Because yeah. WrestleMania's coming up and 100,000 people I'm just saying yeah. uh, I mean, guys outs- might want to make start making some people look like they're worth buying a ticket to fucking come see we discussed this in private what, what do you think the possibility of John Cena being on that card is well I'll say this and then he'll come back and make a fucking fool out of me but um, generally that surgery there's not really any wiggle room on the amount of time that you're you're laid down. Yeah, this is not a Super Cena showing up at number 30 no, in the Royal no. Rumble situation. Um, um, if he truly did have a 
So that's the thing is is you got to wonder about what the true natures of the injuries are when WWE reports them. If they purposely over-exaggerate over-exaggerate what the injury is. Um, if it really was a torn rotator cuff and torn rotator cuff surgery, then no, there's no way. He if he if he really was if that really was torn rotator cuff surgery, his arm is still in a sling right now. Yeah, I know they talk. Uh, I don't know. I don't follow him on Twitter or Instagram or any of that crap. But uh, I did. I saw that he did something with a gym, but I don't know if he was just doing light workouts. It, uh, it was one arm squats. I saw it. He had okay. like a little, a little contraption, a special machine, so he could do his do squats without the use of both arms. So gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Can't see it happening. No Cena. No stars whatsoever. No nothing. <laughs> um, there were rumors a, about is about there, Rollins. Is there any fucking? Is there any more obvious? Obvious example of what we're talking about is the fact that who 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 is the who's the big bad main heel that's the only person that can fucking put Roman Reigns over. <laughs> I guess Triple H, right? Triple H. Triple H. Triple H. Whose first fucking main event WrestleMania was 16 years ago. Man. And that's all 50-50 booking. Nobody else can put over Roman Reigns. So you got Brock. Nobody's been protected enough. Nobody, well, because of the way that he's been used and the way they've used Reigns, that would be Brock's an overwhelming babyface. So that wasn't an option. (laughs) Because, and why is that? Why is that? Because he is uh, a star. Because he's special. Because he's been protected. It's right fucking there in front of them. I don't know how this stuff is not obvious. I just don't. I just don't get it. Because they're afraid of someone becoming bigger than the brand. Between Austin and Hogan, and maybe Bret Hart to some extent, Vince doesn't want a guy to become bigger than the brand. And it's radically backfired, because the entire fucking wrestling industry has shrunk slowly yet surely. And WWE's viewership has shrunk slowly but surely. They don't and, care. They don't care as long as they remain profitable. And, you know, and we, we've discussed this a couple times. As long as NBC Universal is going to feed them, they don't care. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens. The next um, the next contract negotiations. Yeah, they're set for the next four years at this point. Is it four years away. I think because last year was the year that they had their extension, right? And it was a five year contract. I think it was two years ago, but yeah. OK, yeah. so either way. Used to scale, sell out the Sky Dome for Jimmy <laughs> Raw. Um, so we'll have to help pick this up. We got some news before we go. You know, I asked you guys to to hit me up on Twitter at MNCVKG, and I will answer any questions that you guys have. We will do it right here on the show. I'll give you a shout out. I don't know how we do three thousand viewers or listeners on average every fucking week. And still, I don't pick up any new Twitter followers, and nobody gives feedback on the show or what they want to have us answer. I don't know why that happens, but we've got ourselves some magnanimous news here. Something has finally happened. We know how you how you elderly people don't uh, <laughs> don't deal with technology so well, but our main man himself, the Shockmaster, has finally, finally gotten on Twitter. He is at Uncle Shocky, U N C L E. 
S H O C K Y, the sexual chocolate himself, <laughs> is on Twitter. He's an interesting, super intelligent, educated guy. He's watched wrestling for every era that you can fucking name. Hit him up and get yourself some of that knowledge. And he is also obviously will be another focal point of the show. So if you want to hear uh, the the combination of me and Shocky in particular cover something, maybe something from the old school or whatever, hit him up, give him a follow, hit me up, give me a follow. Get in there, guys. Come on. The show is supposed to be for the people. The People's Podcast. Shocky, I thank you again for for joining me for this catharsis. <laughs> uh, well, as you know, I, I, I've needed ways to vent, and <laughs> this is a good way to vent. It always is. This is what we got you here for. <laughs> um, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully things pick up on Monday, and we can have a little bit more upbeat show next week. Have a great weekend. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl tomorrow. Talk to you later.